Well, greetings all of our family and friends. I want to thank you for being with us for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We are excited about the presence of the Lord that we can already sense on the line. And we believe God is going to speak tremendously. I'm excited about the word of the Lord. And I believe there's going to be uh, some wisdom and power release. So thank you for being here. Uh, uh, Pastor Adrian, so good to see you. Ada, welcome. The Lord bless you. Uh, thank you for being with us, Sister Ada. Anna, blessings to you. Sister Rose Bonet, the Lord bless you. Uh, Sister Yolanda, the Lord bless you. Sister Lisa, we're going to prepare to get started right uh, to the word of the Lord. We're going to ask that God would add wisdom and revelation to this time together and that we would be transformed. So I uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please, if you would, we're going to get right to the word, but please share the podcast, uh, like the podcast, follow uh, hit, uh, tag some people, all of those good things to make sure the word of the Lord goes forth and that people uh, hear the word of the Lord and are changed and are transformed. So I'm going to ask you to do that. And we call that the work of the evangelist. We believe that as you share the good news of Jesus, God is going to be glorified. Uh, the Lord bless you, Sister Deborah, uh, Prophetess Sorrell. So good to see you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for being on the line. Let's get straight to the word. I'm going to start with a word of prayer, and then we're going straight into the word of the Lord. We believe God is going to minister tremendously to each and every one of us today. Lord, we come before you. We ask you for wisdom and revelation. We ask you for the mind of the spirit to come forth. We pray that you would lead us and direct us, open up the eyes of our understanding, grant us wisdom, counsel, and revelation. Speak to our hearts and minister to our spirits that which is good and true. I ask you for a revelation today to flow supernaturally through this podcast, but I also ask for miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of the word of God. I pray this according to your word in Jesus' name, that somebody that agrees say amen and amen. Blessing, Sister Tracy, so good to see you. Sister Valerie, the Lord bless you. We're going to get straight to the word of God. We're going to the book of Romans chapter number 8 and verse 21 and God was speaking to me directly about the word we're going to share today. And this is the key verse for uh, this podcast. Bless you, Sister Margaret. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we're believing God is going to minister supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Verse 21 says that creation uh, shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption because the creation, the word creature is the word creation in the Greek. And the creation itself, or remember, Atos, has a being. Everything created has a being. And creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And I heard uh, this in my spirit this past week. I've been meditating on it. And creation must be preached the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, Matthew, uh, uh, the book of Mark chapter number 16 Mark chapter 16 and right about verse number uh, 15 says that we must preach the good news, the kingdom message to every creature. And I always interpret that to mean people, which people must hear the message, men and women, boys and girls. Bless you, Sister Wendy, uh, all the way from South Africa. The Lord bless you. Yes, also, whenever you're coming in, let us know where you're coming in so we can be sure to pray over that nation. And what the, the title of this is Freedom Global, a prophetic global podcast. And we're believing that God is going to release a, a global outbreak of his glory in cities and nations and in regions. So when you're coming in, let us know where you're from so we can pray with you and agree over that nation, that city, that territory, that state. If you're in the U.S., let us know where you're from. If you're in different nation, you can name your country and your city, your region. We want to keep that in prayer and believe for breakthrough over that area. Bless you, Sister Nicole. Shalom to you as well. Uh, Matthew, Mark chapter 16, 15 says, he said, go into the world, go into the systems of this age. Now this word is cosmos, not eon ages, but into all that's been, the cosmos is, is the world, the galaxies, the universes, everything existed, everything created and decree and pre preach the good news to everything created. And I always would, in my mind, think of preaching to people, uh, preaching, uh, you know, to 
boys and girls, men and women. And this is the primary function to see redemption in God's apex of creation. The apex or the highest level of God's creation is humanity. Man is made in God's image after his likeness for the purpose of dominion. Uh, uh, Psalms 8 says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that you visited him, but yet you've crowned him with dominion and glory and put all things under his feet? So human beings were made for dominion. But in this text, you hear God telling us we should preach to all of creation. And so what does that mean? That there must be good news preached to everything created. Everything that exists needs the sound of freedom. We've got to learn to speak the language of faith and to communicate to things that don't seem to have ears. This seems kind of funny, but I remember the Lord told me to, to begin to speak to things and my word will bring life to that thing. Speak to your car, speak to your house, speak to your bank account, speak to your body, speak to your resource and command the thing at my word and I heard, uh, I heard a word recently, and I heard this word, and it stuck with me uh, some years ago. Reinhard Bunkley, the, the worldwide evangelist, God said, my word is just as powerful in my mouth as my word is in your mouth. He, the Lord said this to, to the man of God. He said, the word of God, my word, is just as powerful in my mouth as it is in your mouth. When you put God's word in your mouth, something begins to happen. And I know that can seem weird, that can seem, well, if, if it's God's word, it doesn't matter who's speaking it. If it's you or me, we can speak God's word and demons have to obey. Blessing Sister Lisa. So we must preach the gospel to every creature. Here is what Colossians 1 verse 23 tells us, that this gospel must be preached to everything created. The sun has to hear this message. The moon has to hear this message. The earth has to hear this message. The fig tree has to hear this message. The figs and the loaves have to hear this message. Your, your, your resource, demons have to hear the mess, hear the, us preaching this message so they let go of what belongs to the believer. Are you listening? Bless you, Sister Melissa. Thank you for joining the, the broadcast. He says, if we continue in faith, I need you somebody text this in the comment section continue in faith what's that mean to remain to abide we're going to look up what faith is in a moment faith is the building blocks of everything we see it is the substructure of the reality around us the world were framed by the word of god but faith gives us understanding in how to speak by faith and now the substance of what we decree begins to make the thing that God said with our word. So you've got to speak the word. I'm going to continue. There you go. Continue in faith. Remain in faith, grounded and settled. I'm going to, I'm going to say this again. We've got to continue in faith and we've got to be grounded and settled that what God said is reality. Be not moved away from the hope of the good news. Don't let our heart be weary. Don't let our natural circumstances lie to you. Don't let your family members' negative words shift your perspective. What did God say? Now, do you believe that? Then don't let your heart be troubled. Don't change what's coming out of your mouth because they're speaking words to try and cancel what God said to you. There is a greater force and that is God's word in your mouth is a sword against the devil. Now, the, the people are not the devil, even though the devil uses people. The Bible says that the apostle Peter said to Jesus, don't go to the cross. And Jesus looked back and said, get behind me, Satan. You savor not the things that be of God, but you savor the things that be of men. I'm, that's Matthew 16, where Jesus is correcting Peter because his mind, his, he, he's been savoring. You know what savor means? It means to marinate. He's been marinating in the mess, marinating in the wrong word. You know, you know what marination is? If you take that piece of, piece of, you know, some people are vegetarians. That's not my testimony. I like a good steak. Praise the Lord. I like some ribs. I, I like some fish. 
but really good meat. Now, I'm not talking about the $10 meat you get at the cafe. I'm talking about the, the $100 uh, uh, a plate meal, the $150. It's got to be marinated. It's got to be cut a certain way. Uh, the, the, some, some of the, the meat is traced and it's, it's, it's aged. And then after it's cut, it's set apart and marinates for a day, two days, three days. And it's taken care of so that when it hits the, the grill and when it hits your plate, there's a certain taste of something that's marinated for a long time. So you put that meat in a sauce and you put it aside and the, the, the flavor gets into the meat and now it tastes like what it was marinating. I heard a good example from a, from a Pastor Vilmer. He said the difference between a, 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 a cucumber and a pickle is marination. See, when the, when the cucumber uh, marinates long enough, it transforms into a pickle. And now the juices get inside the 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 the, uh, the get inside that that a cucumber and it changes the flavor because it got in it. Now here is the issue with Peter. Peter was marinating on the wrong thing. We've got to dwell on the things of God, dwell on the mind. And then once we dwell on it, we've got to now put language to what we believe and not change our confession. Go back to Colossians 1.23. We must continue in faith. Because faith speaks what it believes. I'm going to show you in a minute. We've got to continue in faith, not being moved away from the gospel, which we have heard, which, which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven. Wherefore, I, Paul, am a minister. I'm going to repeat this to you. We've got that. There you go. Pastor Adrian is a, is a, is a barbecue master. And he said, try tip, amen, get me hungry now. I'm fasting till later this afternoon. But, but faith, see, faith is a language, all right? And faith, go, go to Hebrews 11, verse number one. Faith is the substance of the reality that you're believing for. Faith is substance. I'm going to read this Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one. Faith is substance and faith is evidence. I'll repeat it again. Say, faith is substance. The word substance is the word hypostasis. It means the substructure or the foundation. It is the matter. It is the material. Now, I know you're, you're looking at this shirt. You're looking at this microphone. You're looking at this stand. You can look at my watch. You can look at this shirt. This is matter. Now, matter is made, uh, 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 what we call matter is made up of, of uh, protons, neutrons, electrons. I'm not a, I'm not a biochemist or, or a quantum physicist, but I can tell you that the, the thing that is, is solid isn't actually solid. It's a bunch of material moving together in agreement to make something. So what we call solid is not actually solid. It's just agreement. There's an agreement that makes what we see. Now, the substance of the matter that makes the book or makes the microphone is, is proton, neutron, electron, atoms. These atoms are faith. The substance of the atom of what you're believing for is faith. Are you listening in the spirit? He that has ears to hear. Faith is the substructure of the thing you're hoped for. It's the unseen realm of the thing you don't see yet. But when you start speaking it, you begin to release the DNA. You would begin to release the, the substance of the thing you're talking it. Bless you, Pastor Jaime. The Lord bless you. Bless you, Brother Daniel. The Lord bless you. There is a substance of a world you're looking to see. It is the, uh, it is the evidence. It is the proof but it is also the reality of the things you don't see yet. Go jump down to verse three. See, the Bible says faith produces understanding of that world. Faith does not leave us ignorant. This is why every word we speak releases life or death. And faith speaks a certain way. Faith talks a certain language. Faith decrees in a certain frequency. And that frequency is building the substance. It's the building blocks. One word for a, a le logos word is the word, uh, the root word is lego. And that is building block of creation. So the thing you're hoping to see comes when you speak it and believe it and decree that thing because God wants to build it through faith. 
Faith moves mountain. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. I'll say that again. Through faith, bless you, Pastor. So good to see you. Uh, Lorraine, so good to see you and your husband. Uh, through faith, we understand. Faith produces knowledge, understanding, comprehension, revelation. That the world were framed by the word of God. I said the word of God. What framed the world? The word, the Ramah. The spoken word of God framed the world. The world you see, look at verse number three. So the things which you see were not made of the things which do appear. The visible world came out of the invisible world. The seen world came out of the unseen world. The substance of world is words. The word of God creates a world. When you put the word of God in your mouth, you can create that thing. Bless you, royal queen, bless you. Uh, 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 God wants the world to be changed by your words. Faith speaks a certain way. Faith is the reality. Now, how does faith manifest? Go to Romans 10, verse 17. The Bible says faith by hearing, hearing by the rhema. I'll repeat it again. We must begin to speak, live, walk in faith. Bless you, Brother Gilbert. So good to see you. How does faith manifest? How does faith activate? Okay, it's what you hear. Hearing releases faith or fear. The Bible tells us be careful how we hear. We must graduate in our hearts not to live by what we see, not to have anybody move you. I was praying about this uh, over the last couple of days and the Holy Ghost said, did I tell you what I'm going to do? I said, yes, sir. Did, did I speak to you what was going to happen? Yes, sir. Did I confirm the promise over your life over and over? Yes. Then what is there? Uh, there's nothing for you to doubt or even second guess. It's already done in heaven, but it needs to be done in here and in here. No matter what the devil tells you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the finance looks like, no matter what the enemy looks like, no matter what your family members talking evil and crazy in your ear are telling you, it's not going to change what God said about you. It's done already. It's finished already. Bless you, Pastor Edie. So good to see you, daughter, on the line. God says, I want you to understand that there is a power and a force in the spirit realm right now. And it's done. And I begin to see Abraham. I begin to see an old man. And an old man start getting young because he finally believed. He believed God and it was counted for right. He, 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 he just believed. He made a decision, it doesn't matter what it looks like, doesn't matter how old I am, doesn't matter what the enemy says about me. Here's what verse seven, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Now we don't have it, we do see it there. You can look on the screen, cometh is italicized here. It has the asterisks or the little sides. That means they added there. Faith doesn't come, faith just is. You don't, if anything, faith doesn't come to you. You come to faith. Faith is a reality. It's a present reality of what God said that we don't see yet. And God is looking for men and women to hear and see and perceive. But then after they hear, they see and perceive. They've got to talk. Because the reality of the world you will see comes through world, through words. Words spoken under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost build the reality of what you're hoping to see. God wants you to walk in that thing. God wants you to see. So faith by hearing, faith by what are you hearing, sir? What is in your ear whispering to you? What, what voice are you hearing the Holy Ghost? Are you hearing the word of God? Are you thinking on the prophecy? Meditate on the word day and night and you will prosper and have good success. Oh, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor walks in the way of sinner, but his delight is in the law of God. In the law does he meditate on day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, which will bear fruit in and out of season and whatever he does will prosper that man that woman will be blessed that man that woman will be prosperous bless you D's welcome to the podcast bless you uh, Barbara thank you for being here faith by what you hear faith by hearing a co hearing an organ of the ear a, a sound 
See, faith is transmitted through sound frequency. Here is what it says. Hold, you're going to hold your finger there. Here's what uh, uh, Romans 10 verse 6, you're already there. Uh-huh. Uh, we're in 10, 17. We're going back to Romans 10 verse 6. Here's what it says. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks this way. Are you hearing me? How are you talking? But, but Apostle, the money is funny. How are you talking? But Apostle, the, the kid's gone crazy. They got devils. But what are you speaking? But, but Apostle, the enemy is attacking my marriage. What are you telling? What, what's coming out of your mouth? But Apostle, the bills are due and I ain't got no money. But what are you saying to that thing? How are you responding to what you see? I ain't say nothing. You better say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You got to open your mouth and say, I don't believe what I see in the natural. I believe the word of God. I believe what God said. I believe his promise. I believe the word. I've got a, the Bible says war with prophecy. Paul told Timothy, son, you want to know what to do with what God said? Pray what God said. Decree what he said. War against the devil with what God said. The God I know said this. He said, me and my house would be saved. He said, my children would preach the gospel. He said, my marriage would be well and strong. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it feels like. Doesn't matter what the devil tells you. You've got to open your mouth and decree the word of the Lord. Bless you, uh, uh, Frank Castanon. So good to see you. The righteousness which is of faith speaks this way, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, faith speaks a certain way. It talks a certain language. And yes, I know it's hard when pressure comes and opposition comes and, and, and resistance comes. That's right. You've got to declare the thing that is not. That's right, Pastor Edie. You, it's already established in the heaven, but how do we get it done in, in the earth? You are the gateway between worlds, and God wants you to preach to creation, preach to birds and plants and animals and oceans and buildings and systems and, and structures and, build, and, and lands and properties and spheres of influence, governmental spheres and educational spheres and, 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 and arts and entertainment and media and religious spheres. And God wants in these areas, but does he know a man who knows how to talk a certain way? Is there a woman who speaks a certain language? We having the same spirit of faith according to as it is written. See, there's a spirit of faith. Did you know that that faith is a spirit? It's got to get in the inside of you. Oh, don't, don't lose your faith. He said, I prayed for you, Peter. You're going to go through hell. You're going to go through temptation. You're going to even mess up in a moment. But I pray that your faith would not fail you, that even when you failed, your faith didn't fail. Even when you stumbled, your faith picked you back up. And there's a conversion coming, and many will be saved. You see, Peter had his eyes on his failure, but Jesus had his eyes on the first message Peter would preach, and 3,000 would come into the kingdom. What is faith? Putting your eyes on the right thing and not on the wrong putting your eyes on what God said and not what you feel like bless you minister Reuben putting your eyes on the things of God having the same spirit of faith you've got the same spirit of faith Jesus has and you've got the same spirit of faith Peter had and Paul you've got the same spirit of faith that Daniel had you read Hebrews 11 you close the mouth of lions you rot nations you open up oceans Moses with the spirit of faith having the same spirit of faith. Bless you, Sister Cindy. According to as it is written, see, see, the spirit of faith moves you to what is written. We don't have faith in our faith. We've got faith in the Bible, yes, and we've got faith in the written oracles of the truth of our, of our calling. What's written is what must be spoken. You've got to get the word in your mouth. But the bills, Apostle, I said, get the word in your mouth. But I don't feel good in my body. Get the word in your mouth. But my marriage is under fire. Get the word in your mouth. But my kids are going crazy. Get the word in your mouth. But, but the, the attack is coming. Lift your voice and realize the spirit of faith, according to what is written, causes you to believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore, I'm talking what I believe. Because angels are carrying a word. 
demons are carrying a word. Life and death is in the power of your mouth. Bless you. Uh, 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 Pastor Des and, and Prophetess, uh, 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 Prophetess Des and Pastor Charles, the Lord bless you, Mew, uh, our family, God bless you. We have the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. What are you speaking? What's coming out of your mouth? See, what's coming out of your mouth, according to Matthew 12, 34, is out of the abundance of your heart. What you're seeing in the world. See, everything you see in your world today was a word spoken yesterday. Whether we knew it or not, everything we see, good or bad, the fruit of your reality today came from words spoken by you, spoken by your family, and spoken by your, 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 your parents and grandparents. Every visible thing in the earth came out of a spoken word. It's reality. Here's what, what uh, Matthew 12, 34 says, old generation of vipers, he's speaking to uh, the Pharisees here. How can you being evil speak good things? He tells you here it's impossible that if there's evil in the heart for good to come out. And so sometimes we've got a, a, an issue with our mouth. And the issue is not the mouth, it's a condition of the heart. So if God can heal the heart, he can change the words out of the mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in the heart bubbles up out of you and gonna come out of your words and an angel is going to carry it or a demon is going to carry it. I'll say it again, an angel will carry your word or a demon will carry your word. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. For out of the abundance of the heart, it comes out. Here's what Proverbs 4.23 tells us. Proverbs 4.23, to guard our heart, because what happens in your heart flow to your life. How does it get there? Through what you said. You said it. You didn't just think it. You spoke it. You decreed it because kings live by their words. And creation needs to hear words by men and women of God who believe this thing. To guard our mouth. To guard our, guard our tongue. To speak only the things of God. And not the, I know it's, it doesn't look... Here is the issue. It doesn't look like it's supposed to look. And so when it doesn't look like it's supposed to look, your heart begins to turn and my heart begins to get tired and frustrated. And then the enemy is waiting on me to get frustrated and say something from my mouth that he can begin to block what I'm believing for. Because faith is substance of a reality. It is the substructure. It is the atomic uh, 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 quantum realm of what I'm believing to see in the future. But so is fear. So are words spoken. They are building a force of, of demonic influence, negativity, anger, frustration, unbelief. The Bible called it murmur and complaining out of the children of Israel that wandered in a wilderness when God had a promised land waiting from them. When God had a promised land waiting, they kept on murmuring and they kept on complaining. When the promised land was days away, they walked in circles because they couldn't change their confession because their heart hadn't been healed. The Bible says we are snared by the words from our mouth. Proverbs 6 verse 2, we can be snared by the words from our mouth. A word, you know what a snare is? A snare is a trap. You are snared with the words out of your mouth. Thou art taken with the words of your, the word of your mouth has power. Every word will give an account for you know, demons can't talk words. They can only think thoughts. They don't have a right. They need a vessel. This is why, again, I'll tell you this. That's why a trap, a, the word will be a blessing, a trap against the praise, the Bible says. We are snared by the words of our mouth. But I want to tell you, the Bible also says that our praise made a trap against the devil. Our praise in... Uh, the scripture says that they begin to praise and God set ambushes against the enemy. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. What is praise? Speaking of God's goodness and God's blessing and God's favor. 
that this Israel is surrounded, they are set for sure and total annihilation. And the Bible says, 2 Chronicles chapter uh, 20, verse 22, 2 Chronicles, and when they began to sing. Now, let, let, me, let me remind you of what this is. They weren't figuratively surrounded. They didn't have creditors looking for them, talking about, you know, you owe money. They weren't going to lose, uh, you know, they weren't going to have their lights turned off or their car repossessed. You know, American troubles. These were, they were coming to kill all of the men, enslave perversely all of the women, and destroy and keep a, a nation in total annihilation. They weren't coming just figuratively to kill them. They were coming literally and they were surrounded and there was no power. And here is what God said. They began to praise. Actually, go to 21. Let's read this. Bless you, sister. Let the, the Lord bless you. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed unto the Lord and sh that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out an army and, and said, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. So now they made a decision to do what with their words? Praise and pray like Paul and Silas. Verse 22, and when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the children of Amnon, Moab, Mount Seir, and when where came against Judah, and they were smitten by the word from their mouth. Are you hearing me? Your word can be a snare for you or the word can be a snare for the devil. I, I prefer to use my praise. I prefer to snare the devil. I prefer to see the hand of God turn what the devil meant for evil around. Here is what, uh, uh, here is what uh, James 3 verse 10 tells us, that how is it possible that bitter words and sweet words come out of the same mouth? It's not actually really possible because out of the same mouth he said James was now we've we've got we've gone through this that areas of our heart are healed and areas are not healed bless you Karina that areas of our heart are well and areas are not well because uh, again Proverbs actually uh, Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says as a man thinks in his heart so is he go there very quickly then go back to James 3 see it's a heart issue Proverbs chapter 23, 7, as a man or woman thinks in his heart, so is he. For what you think in your heart is what you are, and what's in your heart comes out of your word, your mouth. But James 3 verse 10 says, how is it possible that, that, that out of the same mouth, bitter words and sweet words come out, blessing and cursing, these things ought not to be so. We should not produce blessed words and curse. I'm not just talking about four letter words. I'm talking about negativity, anger, frustration, words against one another, words against our leaders, words against our authority, words against our shepherd. Well, it doesn't, but it matters. Your words have power. Verse 11 says, the scripture says, it should not be so. Does a fountain send forth at the same place, sweet water and bitter. Is it possible that a fountain send good water this weekend and bad water? You know, Monday it's got good water and Tuesday it's got bitter water. Sunday morning it's got sweet water, but Monday night it's got it's got dirty water. No sir, no ma'am. It's see the water is a result of something underground, underneath the surface that is trying to infect it, and God wants to heal the area. Verse number eleven says, "Does it possible? Can a fig tree?" Verse twelve says, "My brethren, bring olive olive berries, either a vine figs, so a fountain cannot yield sweet water and fresh." Verse eight, go back, but the tongue. Can no man tame, it is unruly, it is evil, and a deadly poison. Now, a man can't tame his tongue, but a, a man of God and a woman of God can tame the tongue. You can't tame your tongue. Can a man tame his tongue? No, I cannot. But the Holy Ghost gives me power to bridle the tongue. Therewith we bless and we curse. So naturally, this is not earthly possible. This is not a possible thing. The Bible says the tongue is like the rudder of a ship. 
it guides the boat. It, it leads the boat. Go back, uh, go back to verse number two. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same man is perfect and able also to bridle the whole body. So again, offenses have to come. You want to know God sets offenses on purpose. The Bible says offenses must come. You want to know why you need a local church? You want to know why you need family? You want to know why you need to be married if you stay married if you're married and you need family because you got to be offended. What, what do you mean you got to be offended? Offenses have to come. It has to come. It has to exist because it, it, it shows us inside what needs to be healed. Offense is a byproduct of me feeling wounded or misdone. But the offense isn't the issue, my response to the offense. Behold, we put bits in the mouth of horses, verse 3, and they obey us and we turn their whole body with a word. And I want to tell you, I, I had never seen this. I saw the horses and the riders, the chariots of fire, the angels of the Lord being guided by our words. I always saw this figuratively like, you know, a big horse and it just moves. The Lord said the horses and the riders, the angels and the chariots of fire that are carrying the glory, they are guided by our words. Behold, the ships which they uh, shall be so great are driven and by fierce winds, but they are turned with a small helm where the governor listens. I want to encourage you, God wants to heal the heart so that we can preach to creation, that we can be a voice. Go back to Romans 8, 21. The Bible says creation needs to hear the word. Bless you, Pastor Matt. I said creation needs to hear the word out of your mouth. I'm done. God wants you to realize you've been chosen, you've been appointed, and your victory is inside of you. You've got rivers of living water in the inside, and that thing's got to come out of you like a river, and the belief that God needs is a language. Again, Colossians chapter 1, 23, I'm going to repeat this one more time before we go. God wants this thing to get in us. We must continue in the faith. How do you continue? Steadfast, meditate on the word. Confess the word, hear the word, think the word, pray, sing, melodies, put it in your mind. Faith by hearing, hearing by rhema. See, the measure of your faith is determined by the measure of your hearing. The, your, your ability to hear determines the measure of your faith. What can you hear? Well, I can't hear anything. Well, you've got to increase your hearing. How do I do that? How does it come? Hearing comes, according to Romans 10, 17, by a word. It comes by Ramah, hearing by a word. So how many want to increase your faith? I do. How do I do that? It's got to be rooted and grounded in love. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Love is the foundation. Bless you, Sister Violet. Love is the foundation of this thing. If you get this love in your heart, you'll be able to stay rooted and grounded in faith. Because faith is rooted and grounded in love according to the word. Faith by hearing. What do you hear, sir? Well, you know, you know, I, I've been hearing CNN all weekend. I've been hearing Fox News and CBS. And I've been hearing my girls tell me I don't need to put up with this kind of man. I've been hearing negative thoughts. I've been hearing soap operas. I've been watching Netflix. I've been watching social media garbage. I've heard it all, all week. You are what you hear. Or are you hearing the word of God? Are you hearing rhema, faith by hearing, fear by hearing, hearing by the ramah, this word is the spoken word of God, rehearsing what God said in your ear. You want more faith? Put it in your ear. Make that discipline to say, I want to put the right thing in. I want to meditate. I want, I want the words of, of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing to you. Let the words of my mouth, Colossians 1, 23, the scripture tells us, actually go to Psalms 19, 14. This is a good verse. I want you to keep this verse, Psalms 19, 14. Here is what the psalmist prayed according to the word. He said, I, I, want, I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Here is a good prayer. Lord, I want, I want the word of my mouth 
but I want the, the focus and the meditation of my heart to be pleasing. I, I want to dwell inwardly. I want the focus of my heart to be on you, steadfast, rooted, grounded. Then I want the words of my mouth to be ones that are pleasing before you because every word releases spirit. I've got to hurry. John 6:63 says the word, the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that brings life. I said it's the spirit that brings life. It's the, the word quicken means to bring alive. The flesh doesn't profit anything. There's no profit. In, now, nothing wrong with enjoying rest, but the flesh is unprofitable. There's no profit in it. It doesn't build anything eternally. The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of Jesus, the Bible is word and life and the word of the devil is word and death. The word Jesus speaks is life and the word the devil speaks is death. Where is that John 10 verse 10? The thief comes the same way. The only way, I remember reading this and God spoke to me. He said, pay attention. The thief cometh and I come, you read this here, the thief comes but to steal, to kill, to destroy. I have come that you would have life and life abundantly. The byproduct of what you're hearing is death, theft and destruction or life and life abundantly. And the thief are, and God are the only, the same way, they come the same way, they come in your thoughts. The thief comes and Jesus comes. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and the living word comes to bring you life and life. You get to pick what tree you listen to. I remember reading the book of Genesis, and Genesis says there was a garden, and in the middle of the garden, he put many trees, but in the midst of the garden, there was two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in the middle of the garden, man chose which one he wanted to eat from, and he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and died when he could have eaten from the tree of life and lived. God said, I've made a garden in you, according to the New Testament. You are my garden. The bride is the garden. That's why he's called the husbandman, which means gardener. We are the bride. Every bride is a garden. And there are rocks in the garden. And there are, there are things in the garden that got to come out. The rocks and the weeds and the hard-heartedness. But if the seed ever mixes with good soil, it'll produce 30 and 60 and 100 fold. It'll actually do Deuteronomy 111, increase a thousand times more. The seed just needs the right kind of conducive soil to produce life and life abundantly. I need the right kind of soil God needs. And the thief comes in a thought. And God comes in a thought, choose life, choose life. The thief comes in a suggestion. You can choose the thought of the devil and you can reject the thought of God. I can choose life or death. I can choose the word of God. The Bible says they turned the truth of God into a lie. I'm out of time. I've got to pray for you. And you're seeing all these things and saying, God, you know, how are you letting this stuff happen? God said, I ain't letting this stuff happen. I gave you authority. I gave you dominion. I gave you my name. Choose life and life abundantly. Colossians chapter 1 verse 23, continue in faith. Remain in the word. Remain in the promise. Remain in the thing I said to you, son, daughter. Walk in it. Continue in the faith. It's called fighting the good fight of faith. It's not for the outcome. The outcome has be, been predetermined. You know what faith is? Remaining. Not getting all, all worried and bothered and mad and hitting the wall and slamming, you know, slamming the, slamming the, 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 the hitting the car steering wheel, kicking the door and kicking the dog and getting mad. No, no, no. Stay in faith. It's the fight of faith. It's not for the outcome. You know what the outcome is? You win. That's the outcome. Victory. The promises of God are yes and amen. I've made you more than a conqueror. You're a head and not a tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed going in and blessed going out. You're more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I've chosen you and what the devil meant for evil, I will turn from. That is the promise of God. It's not a battle for the outcome. It's a battle for faith or fear. When you don't see the money, when you don't feel it, when the devil's whispering and trying to threaten you, what do you respond with? Continue in the faith. Have the faith of God, not have faith in God. It's translated, have the faith, the God kind of faith. 
rooted and grounded and settled. You gotta, you gotta, I gotta get settled, sir. You gotta get settled down. Settle that soul down. Settle that attitude down. Settle that that fear down. Settle that for sure. Quiet that stuff. And 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 the, the psalmist said, I learned to command my soul to bless him. You gotta settle yourself down and go in the, in the bathroom and point your finger and say, man of God, you better act right. You need to go in your, your, your bathroom, woman of God, and point at yourself in the mirror and say, woman of God, you need to get yourself together. Settle yourself. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Continue in faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. You know what happens when we let ourselves, and, and we've all been there. Ain't nothing changing. You ain't ever going nowhere. You ain't never going to get your breakthrough. God said it. No, it ain't going to happen. The church ain't never going to grow. Your marriage ain't never going to get better. Your kids are never going to be safe. You start hearing that word and hearing that word. You are actually moved away from the good news of Jesus. I, I would never deny Jesus, but we let the devil whisper in our ear about how bad we are and how, how, how horrible we are and we're horrible and never going to get better and it's never going to come to pass. We've moved away from the good news. You would never say I denied Jesus, but we hear a voice whispering a lie to us and then our emotions get all crazy and we end up in a funk for a week and we can't get out of bed. We get sick and tired and frustrated and don't want to go to the house of God, don't want to pray, don't want to pick up our Bible, don't want to answer the phone because we're in a funk. This funk the prophets know about. Elijah knew about this funk. Elijah defeated the, the prophets of Baal. Elijah called fire down from heaven. And that same demon came back and said, you know what? I'm going to destroy you. Jezebel said, what you did to my prophets, I'm going to do to you. And he ran back to the cave and prayed to die. And said, I'm woe is me. I'm, and God said, why are you in this cave? I didn't tell you to come back here. What are you doing here, Elijah? I didn't tell you to come back. To, well, you know, you know, I'm the only one, and I stayed on the word, and all the, the problem, I'm the only one left. He said, didn't, you, didn't I just send fire? Didn't I just send a glory? Didn't we just consume the, didn't we just consume the offering and the altar? And didn't the nation just turn back to God? And didn't all the prophets of Baal get slain? I'm restoring the nation. You're stuck in the wrong season, prophet. We cannot be backwards. We've got to be where God is, not where he was. Don't let the faith move us away, which ye have heard. I said, I need you to write in that. Have you heard? Have you heard the word? Do you believe the word? You heard it, and the faith came by what you heard. Now, let that word produce words. Let that promise produce decrees. Let that promise take over you. He didn't lie to you. Different men of God who never met you, they didn't know you from Adam, stood you up and gave you the same promise. How is that earthly possible that different men of God, women of God, you never knew from different nations, different colors, different creeds, even different men and women of God, different, different kinds of folks got up and gave you the same word over and over. And that means God said it, but we don't yet believe it. You understand? We got, how do you know what you believe when you stand there with no money in your account and you know it's done? Faith is not evidence when you get what God said. Faith is evidence when you don't have one lick of evidence, but you worship anyway. You, you gird yourself anyway. You stand anyway. You lift your hands anyway. You look at the word and say, I believe it and doesn't nothing change. That's what faith, faith is. Have you, the faith you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven. You've got to preach this thing. You say, I ain't got nowhere to preach. You pre I, I used to preach to the to the field. I used to preach, I still, uh, well, not as much now, but I used to preach in, in the shower. I'd be preaching for 30 minutes in the shower, using up all the hot water, help them, Jesus. Preach in the shower, preach in the car, pre preach to the field, preach to the mouse, preach to the bird, preach to the angels, preach to the tree. I don't got no pope, I don't know where you're gonna use me. Are you preaching at home? Are you preaching in the, are you a preacher? Are you a decreer? Why ain't nobody using me yet? Use your gift at home. Use it in the shower. Use it while you're cooking. Use it while you're doing laundry. Start preaching to yourself. Preach to the angels. Preach to de Tell those demons where they're headed. You start using your gift and your gift will make room for you. Some of you are sitting on it waiting for somebody to invite you to pulpit. When God said, I gave you a pulpit, I gave you a mouth to preach. I gave you word to go in your backyard and preach to your backyard. 
Tell the flowers that God is going to send revival. Tell your sofa God is going to restore. Tell your house you, you're getting ready to grow or I'm moving to a new house. Tell them, tell, speak to the thing. Speak to everything created and tell it the word of God. It is for the glory of God. It is for the glory of God. I'm out of time. Romans 4 verse 17 says that that, that Moses or Abraham had an ability. I was dwelling on Abraham. And Abraham had to believe God and trust the Lord for the rest. He believed God as it is written, I made you a father of many nations before him who believed even God who raises the dead and calls the things that be not like they already were. He talks to the future like it's the past. God told me, son, you've got to talk to tomorrow like it's yesterday. Tell your tomorrow come into order. Talk to the thing that is not like it already was because it already is. I said, the thing you don't see, it already is there. It's done. It's written in heaven. So you look at the language of this verse. I have made you. I'm not going to make you. You already are. You don't have it yet, but you are. You're a father of many nations. What couldn't he do? Had no children. I know it's called children, but I felt like saying children. He could had no kids. He couldn't have any babies. He was childless. But I already made you a father of nations, not of one baby. I made you a father. You're looking at the baby. God's looking at the nation. You're looking at the house. God's looking at, at a whole a whole complex. You're looking at your your what you you don't have. And God said, I'm not looking at what you don't have. I'm not looking at your, your bread. I'm looking at a whole field of harvest. I'm not looking at, I, you're looking at the thing you're missing. And God said, I'm not trying to give you what you're missing. I'm trying to give you a nation. You see the baby missing. I don't see a baby. I see nations like the stars of the sky. I see so many, you can't count them. What, see, what didn't, what didn't Abraham, God spoke this to me. What didn't Abraham, Abraham didn't have babies. Abraham was rich. You, sure enough, he was rich. He said, but what good is all the stuff I have? It's going to Eliezer. I don't have any air. I've got cattle. I've got sheep. You made me wealthy. And so what he didn't have was a baby. So the Lord said, you go and look up, look up, look up, look up, look up, look up, look up in heaven. Look up right there. Look down on the earth. Look on the earth. Look at the heaven. You start counting. Go ahead and start counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just keep counting and keep counting. Use, use your mind and be busy for positive thinking, not for negative thinking. And if you can count all of them, that's going to be your descendants. Okay, you, you, you may have a whole house full of kids. Maybe that's not your problem. You need to look up and say, oh, that's going to be all my houses. One house, two house, three house, four. That's going to be all. That's going to be, that's going to be my kids getting delivered. One, two, three, four. That's going to be, that's going to be my finances. I'm going to have that many. And you just look up and start. God's trying to talk to you from your own language. Get you to understand this thing is already done. It's already finished. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations before even you believe. Now, you've got to believe to see it. You'll never see it till you believe. What did he do? He believed God. You've got to believe God. I said, you've got to believe God. You're very welcome, Sister Barbara. I said, you've got to believe God. I know it's hard. It, I, I know you feel alone. Believe God. But he was already the thing the father before he even believed who raises the dead and calls the thing to be known as those look at 18 who against hope believed in hope are you listening to me who against hope believed in hope I said who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. He believed against hope according to what was spoken. You got to get your hope on what is spoken. Well, you know, Apostle, you know, he, he, when you're waiting a long time, you know, you don't want to be disappointed. I got to pray. I got to go. But I got to say, you know, you, you, you know, 2024 and, you know, 2023 and 2022 and 2021 and 2018, these were hard years for some folks you say well I don't even want to get my hopes up the devil's talking to you hope is a divine expectation of a heavenly manifestation that's what hope is you cannot be hopeless three are the key forces of your it's a trifecta faith 
hope, and love. These three are the main of all the fruits of the Spirit. Faith, hope, and love. All the functions. But the greatest is love that fuels faith and hope. But they work together. you got to be rooted in love, but you've got to walk in faith. You gotta, you gotta, that's right. And we, that's right, Sister, uh, sister, sister Nakatanda. We've got to say, Lord, forgive us for the words that were not of you. Cancel those words. I'm not going to let those words out of my mouth anymore. I believe God. Bible says, verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body now dead. His body's dead. I said his body was dead. All I can say for all the adults walking, watching, the, 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 the kitchen was closed for the woman of God and the, the plumbing didn't work anymore. That's all I can say. His body was dead. He was past the age of bearing children. He did not consider. Imagine looking down at your old body, dead, wrinkled, gray, and God said, believe anyway. Imagine just seeing you can't get up. You can't walk looking at your wife and she's old and, and, and angry and bitter. She was bitter. She was angry. She, was, she felt cursed because she couldn't have a baby. And th that time was worse than this time that there was no use for her. And looking at her and looking at me and, and just, he said, I didn't, he, he, Bible says he believed not weak in faith. Did not consider his body now dead when he was a hundred years old. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not stagger at the promise through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Are you, I want to, don't you want to be that kind of man? Bless you, China and George. Don't you want to be that kind of woman? Did not stagger at the promise. Maybe we staggered before. It means to slip. It means to go backward. It means to be double-minded. It means to, you know, we, we got the, we're, we're human beings, but you've got a divine part of you that is heavenly and it wants to stay in faith, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. When you're tired, give glory to God. When you're tired, give glory to God. Being fully persuaded, verse 21, what he promised, he was able to perform. Fully persuaded means completely convinced. Fully persuaded means settled in your mind. No doubt. No doubt. God give us this kind of faith that he which promised is able to perform. I need to pray for you. Heavenly Father, these are men and women on the line. I ask you to strengthen each man and encourage each woman for they've been chosen by you and appointed to change this world. This battle has not been with flesh and blood, but it has been with principalities and powers to keep them from believing that what you said is already there. But I stand with these men of God and I stand with these women of God and I decree the promise of God will be performed in their life. That what you said to them, they will see and what you promised to them will come to pass. But I pray that we will be fully persuaded that he which promised is able to do the thing which was said. God, I pray that we would not stagger in faith, but we would move to full persuasion without a shadow of doubt in our heart being settled that what you said, this is called the rest of God, where we no longer vacillate, where we no longer contemplate, where we no longer doubt and, and look at the negative situations. But when they come, we put those thoughts under our feet and we declare we believe God and his word is alive. And heaven and earth will pass away before one promise ever fails. And I ask you, Lord, to release goodness and mercy and blessing upon these, your people. This I pray in the name. Now, as faith is transferred, I'm going to ask you to grab the phone with two hands. And Lord, I pray that you release something called the gift of faith. There is the building of faith and there is the growing of faith. That's important. But I pray that you would release something called the gift of faith, that they would be imparted a gift, an endowment that can only come from you. God, release upon us 
the ability to see with other eyes and hear with other ears, the ability to discern with a soft heart. Lord, remove the heart of cynical cynicism, the bitter heart of unbelief that treats common what God calls holy, that treats ordinary what God calls is spectacular. And the only time we do this with men of God, with women of God, with the leaders, with the church, with the things, is when we're treating ourselves as common and unholy. We're not treating us as set apart, as God's vessels of honor. Let these men and women receive honor in their heart, covering of their blessing and identity in you, and let them give this to the ministry they're called to walk out. I declare that they lack no good thing and that all of creation will be delivered from the bondage of corrupted leadership into the glorious freedom of mature sons and daughters of God who will preach to every creature, every being, every thing that exists, let it come under the influence of the kingdom of God, nations and cities and region and houses and land and property and vehicles and television studios and education centers and housing facilities for the homeless and the poor and orphanages and hospitals and God let every creature be loosed into the hands of those who preach your word without any doubt. I hear the word of God. I'm praying for you. Man of God, woman of God, I believe like that man told Jesus with a son that had been sick a long time. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my, un Lord, deal with that unbelief, that hurt and that wound and that brokenness that is manifesting in wrong words through unbelief. Let them be steadfast, rooted in you. Heal that area. I ask it in the name of Jesus. If you agree, somebody say amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.